everyone, and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Ron Wilson, CEO at InterviewStream and the host of Talent Storm, where we'll chat about everything that meets at the intersection of talent and organizational performance. We're focused on exploring the tips, tricks, and techniques for identifying and fostering talent and creating high-performance cultures. I'm excited to have Dan Joseph joining me today. Dan is an operating partner at Blue Plate, Chicago's most trusted partner for catered events, daily food service, and delivery. Dan provides the vision and leadership in developing and implementing Blue Plate's operational and sales initiatives. Dan is a seasoned veteran in the hospitality space with over 30 years of experience. Dan, welcome to the Talent Storm podcast. I'm honored to have you with me today. Oh, thank you, Ron. Happy to be here. Awesome. Would you mind uh, starting out with just giving our listeners a quick overview of your background, uh, as well as share a little bit more about what you're doing today at Blue Plate? Okay. Um, I've been in this business for about 30 years now, and I've had various roles in different organizations. I started in the hotel industry uh, with a large organization and a management program early on, and I experienced different areas of the hotel. And one of the one that really made an impression on me was the front desk because it was the heart of the hotel and the organization. And then because you were dealing with various different types of persons and persons checking in and as well as employees. And then I ventured off into the catering department, which I enjoyed that too, because it was about food. It was about events and parties. Um, I then left that and went off to try some industrial shows is what they were called at the time, uh, business to business entertainment and marketing meetings and enjoyed that. And, certainly traveled quite a bit. And then I went off and did some things for a year or so, uh, kind of to explore oneself. And then I got back into this business. I was doing some events, and then I went off to work for the University of Chicago. Uh, I headed up the conference center for Bleacher. It's uh, downtown Chicago. And we developed a business there when the school was dark. And what I mean by that, it was used in the evenings um, for, uh, classes for the evening and weekend program for M MBA. And then uh, during the day, it was empty. So we created a environment that was upscale, very similar to a high-end or uh, you know hotel environment with meetings as well as catering. And it's still going on today. And that was about 24 years ago it started. So it gives wow. you an idea of my age. Um, <laughs> and then we uh, went and left that and went off to the Art Institute and was uh, general manager of special events and did some cultural things there for a couple of years. And then I went to work for another catering firm and I'm at Blue Plate now at about 11 years. I just celebrated wow. my 11th year um, in April. Uh, that was a little lengthy, but that kind of, you know, when you have 30 some years, it gets a little lengthy. <laughs> I, I, I understand completely. And uh, you know, what I loved about your background is the fact that you've been in the people business yeah. from kind of both sides of the equation. One yeah. is everything that you've been doing is all about people totally. as far as what you deliver and then who you're actually serving, you know, and, and like you said, in the hospitality, you're dealing with all sorts of different types of people and personalities and perspectives and whatnot. And so I just thought it would be uh, great to chat with you about, you know, first off, you know, how you've actually gone about recruiting, you know, attracting and recruiting the types of people that you need to be successful in a people-oriented business. Because, you know, I, I would submit not, we're not all really great at, you know, people skills, 
Yeah. Um, generalization, very conscious bias there, but uh, you know, in, 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 but in your business, they have to be great at working with people. And so I'm just wondering, you know, is there any tips and tricks that you've learned along the career on kind of what you look for in people and then how do you help you know, maybe foster that once, you know, they get on the team? So we look for individuals, persons who want to be in the hospitality business, um, which is people making people happy. And that's one of our, at Blue Plate, that's our founder's philosophy. People, happy people make people happy. And I think that's key. And it's about bringing people that uh, want to learn and be in different environments. And in what we do serving, we do two things in our business. We sell food and we sell service and services people. And I think it's, you know, persons, when I'll give it to you in this perspective. We, at any given time, maybe have five to seven to 15 events going on in one day. This is, you know, when business was uh, really bustling uh, before this uh, pandemic. So we then entrust these businesses, the, these events, with individuals who are going off-site, creating an environment, preparing food on-site, and then serving it, and then actually cleaning up, and then coming back and bringing it back to blue plate in the sense of the equipment and such. And you really sit there and you think about that, it's pretty incredible because you are entrusting your business with persons who are representing your organization and they're proud of it because they're serving persons and, and, and actually creating a celebratory environment. Everything we do is really celebratory of either successes, uh, be it one's life, new life, uh, weddings, businesses. So it's our job to engage. And I think it's about asking questions uh, when persons come in for interviews and painting different scenarios and making people feel comfortable when they are in our environment and respect is important. And I think giving individuals information about what they may encounter on events. So I occasionally, when I'm walking around and I see a training group going on, I'll give you an example. I see our team showing them the proper way to serve a plate and how to you know, prepare and how to greet guests. I will go in and liven it up and let's have some fun and give scenarios where they may feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And situations, and I think you lead by that example uh, where somebody may be very upset with you as a, as a server or as a manager, it's not really you they're upset about. They're upset about the situation. So I, I think if you really train and you really provide information for persons that work with your organization, no matter what you may do, that will help persons. People want to know information. I think knowledge is power. And by having that or relying on if you don't know something, and I, I really stress this often, if you don't know, say, I'm not certain, let me check for you. Don't say, I don't know, because it just immediately, immediately gives persons like, oh, great, be it a guest, they don't know. And always make sure you get back to people. So again, and you know, it's probably very simple is how I look at it. Knowledge is power. It's about leaded by an example. And really, you want to be treated the way you would treat. You want to be treated the way you would treat someone. At least that's how I look at it. Um, and make people feel comfortable. 
So back to your question of how we attract people. I think in the interview process, we certainly, you know, get the basics out when I say about how to greet and how to properly serve and, you know, um, the look of how they need to be uh, with their uniforms and such. And then you, we train them on site. We don't just actually put people out and say, okay, you're off. We have somebody with them for about a week, shadowing them. And that's at all levels. And that would be certainly wait staff, kitchen, as well as our management. Management go through probably about a month and a half of various departments. But it is about, we are, and our, all of us are people, really it's, it's about respect, it's about training, it's about referrals is another big, big, big uh, draw for us. Persons that work for us already really bring other persons on. We find that some of our best reformers are persons that have been referred to by persons that work at your organization and sharing it. Again, that's on sales, because that's a whole other level when you're selling and producing. Um, but again, I think, I have a saying that someone told me a long time ago, you create what you bring to a table. So think about it. You create what you bring to a group of people or what, you bring, what I bring to you at this very moment. If I come to you open and honest and want to chat and just have a conversation, that will occur. If I come closed-fisted and angry, that will occur. And um, really, it's about compassion and understanding of people. I sound so philosophical, but it is. It is that we're just we're all a bunch of we're all people. So I really find um, at events when we're really busy, I'll go off and check on events and walk around. And uh, to give you an example, when I see something that maybe not being done correctly or maybe off a little bit outside of something that may be life-threatening, I'll jump in. But I, I will go to the person's report, who they report to, and, and talk with them and say, I've just noticed this happening. You may want to check this out. And, and, and I believe that's respectful versus at that very moment calling somebody out or making them feel uncomfortable. Um, so those are things though we tell all of our team members about, um, to respect each other's positions as well as those that work with them. And you know, certainly, like I said, if it's a real situation that's really threatening, we would jump right. in, but most are not. And therefore, you go in and you have a conversation with their manager when that does happen. So it sounds like you've, you know, you, you obviously, um, are looking for people who have energy that are, you know, in a positive, happy, kind of yes. probably mostly extroverted, you know, nature given, you know, yes. they're dealing with people all day and, and whatnot. So you certainly, you know, from the, you know, attracting people. And then once they're in, what I got is you focused on, you know, there's training, not only initially, but ongoing. You have a continuous learning environment. Yeah. You've got an environment where, you know, you're leading by example. You're driving respect and trust. You're, uh, you're having you know, active communication um, mm -hmm. and giving people coaching in, in a consistent, safe manner. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you know, it's a continuously growing environment, learning environment that you all have created in Blue Plate, Blue Plate mm -hmm. to continue you know, driving your organization forward. We have our moments. Believe me, don't we all? <laughs> we all have our moments. Believe me, it's not all you know. I'm sitting here going, "Wow, <laughs> we, have our, we have our bumps in the roads." By all means, 
I think another key thing that I'm about is I also believe in laughter. And I believe we're in this business to enjoy ourselves and also have some fun. Uh, no matter what you do, you have to find some laughter and, and enjoy it. And I think some of that can be when you, in what we do, it's always different every day, Ron. It's never the same. And that's what I think really most of us in this business, hospitality, it's never the same every day. And we go in, unfortunately, we go into events and such with looking for challenges, concerns, and down, down problems because we want to see them before so we have an idea of what to do if it happens. So it's being proactive and also unfortunately sometimes when I say this, reactive when something does go wrong and how to handle it. And you give those examples too. Again, it's about when they do happen, say this and this and this and let's, let's learn from it. And I think we all learn more sometimes when unfortunate mistakes happen than when everything is, you know, always so perfect. Um, and unfortunately, too, I say this, sometimes we are not very good at tooting our own horn about it. And so you may find me here a little bit uncomfortable talking about some of these. <laughs> it's, it's just very, it's almost um, second nature for some of us. And of course, there was times we, you know, make mistakes and we may say something that's incorrect. Own it. When you do something that's wrong or you do some make a mistake, own it and move on and don't dwell on it and do that to your team members. We certainly all make them. Call yourself on it or call some, ask somebody else and then talk about it and move on and do not bring it back up three weeks later. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. No, you hit on a couple things that are near and dear to my heart. You know, first off, the they have fun. That's our first core value at my company. And, and, uh, because, you know, I tell people, if you don't love what you do and who you're doing it with and for, then why are you doing it? You know, and maybe that's the wisdom for, you know, guys like you and I who've got a little more gray in our hair. But, yeah. uh, you know, at, at this point, you know, it's like, why, why, uh, why bother if, uh, you know, if you don't love what you do, it just doesn't oh, make sense to spend Passion time. is key. I think you have to be passionate and have compassion. I mean, seriously, yeah. for those that work with you. No, I, I agree. It's funny. You, you, you again, now you hit on another one I was going to go in. So, you know, we look for people who are hungry, humble, smart, resilient, passionate, and committed. And, mm -hmm. you know, the humble part you were just talking about is, is an important one. You know, having humility. We're, we're humans. We're imperfect. We make mistakes. And, uh, you know, the, the key is to recognize it, admit it, learn from it, and move on, as you indicated. Yes. You know, and that's... And praise is important, and, and it really is. And I probably have to remind myself of that. And I'm being, again, very uh, forthright here. It's really, it is. And you know, again, these are some of the mentor told me once, to receive praise is just as important to receive it gracefully, you know, graciously. Because mm -hmm. look at it when someone's praising you as their gift to you and you should receive it the same way versus negating it. And that happened to me some time ago. Um, I actually called my boss out on it. He said some wonderful things to me about me, which really, it was like, wow. And afterwards, I said to him, thank you. That really meant a great deal to me. And he went, uh, like, and I said, why did you do that? And I actually just said what I said to him, uh, what I said to you about, you know, it, that was a gift. And he really stepped back and he went, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. 
and he didn't mean it like I didn't mean to be like make him feel sorry he was like yeah I know it took a lot to say that because that's out of your nature and I appreciate it and I was I said something to about it so um and you know when you do those things it's very uncomfortable but mm -hmm. you're good versus not saying it um at least I do I feel good about yeah. that either or when someone does things like that yeah. No, you struck a chord for me as well. And, and you know, because I, I can relate to in uh, my younger years, the um, so the, the two sides of the coin here, one giving yep. praise and yes. one receiving it. And, and yes. so, I, you know, I could say I, I never personally had an issue giving praise, mm -hmm. but early on in my career, I really struggled receiving praise. Mm -hmm. And and I think that distinction that you made is very important because mm -hmm. you need to create the space for yourself to receive it. Because like yes. you said, it's a gift and it's an acknowledgement from somebody else about you. Yes. And you need to respect that. And, you know, it was my own insecurities, you know, that, that were getting in my own way at that point, my own ego and, and those sorts mm -hmm. of things. And, uh, you know, luckily I, I've been able to move on from that, but hopefully we're... Uh, we're going to help uh, somebody maybe uh, earlier on in, in their life and career and, you know, the importance of giving, but also yes. receiving it graciously, like you uh, eloquently put it. I love that. It really, it is. And um, I really have had some really great people I've worked with and for and have worked with me and they've reported into me. It's both sides of it um, there. And, you know, I, I can't stress it enough in every environment. And, and someone said to me, boy, Dan, you really have a cool uh, resume. And I sat back and went, I guess you're right. Higher education, cultural institutions, businesses. I mean, I was like, hmm. I got a little heavy there for a moment. It was like, I <laughs> but I never really thought of that. I mean, and what I mean by that is, yes, there were some you know, strategic thoughts about it when I was early on, but um, I just enjoyed it. I really, really did. And I think it's important to make relationships as you go because most every position that I have received or have been in has been a referral or by someone that either worked there or suggested me to the organization. And it was, I mean, yes. And it's, that's, it was, it's pretty cool when I sit back and go, oh my gosh. Um, and it's about networking and it's about yeah. meeting people of all industries. And I think that's important even with our, some of our members and our sales team. They participate in, in, in certainly industry-related organizations, but they also participate. One of our goals for persons is to be involved in a charitable institution or something giving back while you work with us. So either be in a capacity of be it on a junior board or a board, or just be, a, be involved in a volunteer or committee. And it's one, it's good for them for development, being with other persons. And there's nothing more exciting when you're early in your career meeting different persons, doing different things outside of your work environment. And it's cross-section. And I think I did that myself. I was heavily involved in the Botanic Garden for several years and developed friendships back then, way back when. And now this is funny, over 20 years. And I still have some of them. And they're, they're, and they're just on a different level. And it's so much fun. Um, it's, it, that's, and you know, as you get older, you, you, know, you really sit back and go, that's kind of cool that's how we met. And when you get into the 20 some years or 10 years or whatever you, at some point in your, your life, you, it, you do sit back and you smile. And that's pretty cool. Um, so 
That's another initiative we have. Persons need to be involved and management be involved in different organizations, uh, both either within the industry is important, of course, but also outside of the industry. And I, I think I think that's phenomenal. I mean, I yes. love the fact that you guys really promote giving yep. back across the organization because you know, one, that's just great for the community in, mm -hmm. in what you're doing. Two, it gets your company out there and your yep. people out there more and networking, like you said, which I also really appreciate the insight around networking. Because yep. what I what I'm I like you, and I think many folks probably in, you know, kind of at this stage in our career lives, the vast mm -hmm. majority of the positions I've I've had are mm -hmm. through my network and referrals. Yeah. It wasn't I can't think of a job I ever got where I applied for the job and, you know, that sort of thing. And, and I think more and more in, in today's world, it's important to network and not just network within your same cohort. You know, so if you're a CPA, just don't sit with the AI CPA group all the time. Right. You know, get out and get to, you know, Botanical Gardens, the Art yeah. Institute or, yeah. you know, some other nonprofit, uh, you right. know, with something you're interested in. Yeah, that's True. great. And I think um, it really is. If you get a, you, you hit that, culture institutions have great programs for persons to 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 get involved in, volunteer in. Docents is another. There are so many. Chicago Convention Bureau, and there are several senior leaders on our team that are so involved with the Convention Bureau and different organizations. It does help too when you have that when you have it within your organization, and if your top leaders are doing that, it sets an example. And, our, and I can just touch on my boss, who's the CEO of the organization and owner. Um, he is very involved in different organizations with his college, with that, and also by trade, he was uh, a social worker, his first mm. So working with him, others that I've worked at, other organizations too, have been the same, where they've been very involved. They've been very fortunate that way. Again, I'm sitting back here, it's like old homework for me, going, <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate with some of the persons I've worked with or for reported to because that was their philosophy. So it gives an idea of, you know, what I've learned, I've given back. And I think others that in our organization uh, do the same. And I think what's really exciting is when you have persons, let's face it, the next generation that's coming up, when they come in with ideas, listen to them. Um, you may not agree. You may go, huh? But you go, hmm, pretty good. Well, let me know how that works out. That's really key too. You know, we're not always uh, telling or, or suggesting. You have to learn how to sit back and go, okay. Um, and then when they come back and it's the success, you're like, wow. Then I open up and go, I wasn't thinking that was gonna work out so well, but it did, good for you. And we talk about it. I mean, it's a two-way street here. It's not just, you know, I mean, cause think about it. When we were early on in our careers, you were looking at the guy or the woman or whomever it may be that you report into them like, oh yeah, sure. And now you're that person. Right. <laughs> like, you know? Of so, course, but it, yeah, most of us don't that. realize we've, we've turned into that person now. Yes, yes, everyone <laughs> has to remember that. We've all been there. You've all been there. And it's really, that's the thing. And it's no different. And think about that. It's, you know, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. Really? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a good point. You know, so one, one other thing I wanted to touch on, you, you sure. kind of uh, mentioned it uh, early on in, in our mm -hmm. conversation. And um, I'm just, you know, you're in the hospitality business, you're in the yep. catering business. We've obviously been dealing with a, with a pandemic for nine months or in counting or whatever. Yes. You know, wh how, how's, how's it been since COVID? You know, what's kind of changed? You know, how have you guys adapted? 
Well, like many in this industry, in the hospitality industry, we are suffering dearly. Um, you know, and it was March 16th, 17th. Those are the dates that I remember the most the, and that whole weekend uh, before it. Um, we have laid off. We have furloughed many of our employees. Um, there, we had an organization at one time that had close to 500, meaning employees in the sense of between full-time and part-time, as well as salaried persons. We have cut back, we are down to about 20 of that with salary. And then we have um, in full-time, and then we have some part-time that have come back. It's called pivot in the sense of we've done some things where now our, we've changed up the kitchen a bit to be USDA. So we've taken on some different types of businesses in the meantime, and we will continue those on afterwards. I think, and I was just talking about this with some team members that I am tomorrow in a meeting about now that there is, quote, a vaccine and we're looking post-COVID, when do we begin to either see about persons coming back? You think of the investment, the dollars that have left our organization outside of just the revenue we've lost, mm -hmm. but also all of those persons that have been trained up and who were managers and such. And we anticipate maybe about 50 to 60% may come back. And then there's the others that have since gone on and decided to do another career or seek out other employment somewhere. So how do you do that? And I think, again, it's referral. It's about, and Ron, I think one of the worries is how do you recruit during a time when you cannot, you cannot guarantee hours and you don't have any dollars really to be paying those persons? So it's the right timing on it. And that is really, I don't have that answer. I think um, we're gonna talk it through and see what we can do and, and look at what type of business. We see a lot of our business, picking up maybe June, July of next year. We, and again, all the quote, when I say restrictions, all the restrictions that are in place, now you were not able to do anything outside of gift boxes we're delivering. We have a big delivery portion going on uh, with gift boxes and some meals that persons will order for their home. Uh, that's it. So um, yeah, how do we do it? It will be, and we recruit a great deal. When you think about the avenues we recruit from, universities is huge for us. Uh, many colleges in the area are great for us to, to recruit from, but none of that's happening yet, and, and it will not for some time. So, and the big thing too is we need chefs. So, and so you look at all of it, and it's how it's touched everyone in that regard, especially trying to find some, some members that, really know what to do with our product, how to recipes. Um, so we're hoping, when I say hoping, we've, we've kept in contact with most everyone since they've been gone, be it email, and are again, uh, we're adamant about that. And we even have some seminars set up, when I say seminars, um, Zoom calls with yeah. different, Zoom calls with different groups of people just to give them a state of the, you know, state of the company where we are at and what is going on. Um, so I don't know if that totally answered you, but it is. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I was just curious, you know, what's happening. Yeah. Cause obviously, you know, understanding hospitality is, has been, uh, you know, crippled with, with everything. And um, it's, it's uh, been, been horrible for, yeah, for, for, for many folks and uh, just wondering kind of where you guys were at and, yeah. um, Obviously, we're pulling for you and, yeah. and hoping that things can uh, will we'll turn around quickly. 
Um, is there anything that, uh, that, that our listeners can do to, you know, maybe support your industry or? I think when they're back in their office, order a lot of food. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm kind of being a little light on it. They're outside of really when, when it does come back is going to be the most, and I think people will naturally want to be together and have groups and events and stuff oh, yeah. like that. In the meantime, there are certain organizations, be it with the Illinois Restaurant Association, National Restaurants, where they're taking any, when I say this, donations and such like that. Um, that is key. Um, but it is all hospitality from hotels, caterers, restaurants, you name it, there's touched upon everyone. And it just, it's the domino effect of the business. Right. It's just unbelievable. Um, and then think about if the, if someone refers to it, the faucet gets turned on full force, how is that going to be? Um, right. People are going to be scrambling. Right. Now and that's what we're, you know, yeah. what we're, what we're anticipating and, you know, we're seeing in, in APAC as an example, some, you know, we saw some early recovery happening in yeah. APAC, especially with some of the hospitality and, sure. and uh, the challenge of hiring all of a sudden we need to bring people on board very rapidly yep. once again. And, you know, that's creating a whole nother set of challenges. And, and mm -hmm. certainly, you know, given what we do, we're, we're trying to help organizations prepare for that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, uh, so yeah, really uh, appreciate those insights. Is there is there anything else you may want to touch on before we uh, wrap up? Um, enjoy what you do and learn every day if you can. I think that's important. And really, you know, everyone has, <laughs> I always say this, when I come in sometimes, it happens. I'm having a bad day. Other people don't like, mm, today's not a good day. Those are rare, but that's another, I think it is. But uh that's really about it. I mean, you have any questions for me at all? Furthermore, any more questions? No, I, I, I think this has been an amazing, you know, conversation. Oh. I appreciate your insights, you know, and um, especially around the hospitality and people business that you've been doing for 30 plus years. And yeah, it's a wonderful business. I love it. I really do. It's just, it's really, it's fantastic. Oh, I know one thing. People say to me, Dan, what do you do when you're at events that you aren't doing, your company's not, your organization, et cetera? I say I enjoy myself. I sit there and go, oh, I know what it takes to do something like this and be appreciative and I'm gracious about it because anyone doing it, it is not easy. So always think about that when we're out. We all want to critique, you know, enjoy yourself when you're out because it's, it's really takes a lot of, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. So that's what, that's how I feel uh, when I'm out and about in any other events and such like that. So. Well, awesome. I appreciate all those uh, amazing insights. So if, uh, if, if listeners wanted to connect with you, what would be the best way to do that? Uh, by all means, my email is djoseph at blueplatechicago.com. Again, djoseph, J-O-S-E-P-H, uh, at blueplatechicago.com. By all means, send me an email and uh, be happy to touch base with them or go to the Blue Plate website. And that's another way of getting a hold of me as well, or follow the office by all means, no problem. Awesome. Well, we'll, uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay. Well, uh, everyone, I'd, uh, thank, I'd like to thank you, uh, Dan, for joining me today. Um, listeners, we'd uh, really appreciate it if you subscribe to our podcast, wherever you prefer to get your stream. We'd also really appreciate it if you provide us with a rating and review. 
you have any questions or comments for us, please feel free to contact us at talentstorm at interviewstream.com. Dan, thanks again for joining us today. Ron, thank you. It's all good. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.